As Nintendo fans, we all know that the company is constantly pushing the boundaries of what's possible in gaming, and with the success of the Switch, we can't wait to see what they have in store for us next. From improved hardware to new features, today we'll be exploring all the exciting things that we want to see from the next Nintendo console. Welcome to the Switch Clicks Podcast, episode 123, recorded on February 14th, 2023. My name is Dakota, and today I'm joined by Nathan. Hello. It always seems like when it's just us, we always talk about Nintendo, but... Yeah, common interest, and we just so happen to be Nintendo fans. So leading up to last week's Direct, there was a lot of talk about um, if basically this was the last year that we're going to have the Nintendo Switch, or at least this kind of Nintendo Switch. Now, I think that talk just immediately broke and nobody's talking about that now once that direct came out but we still kind of want to talk about it because it's really around the corner i'd say in the next three years or so at least we're we're reaching that age where those who wanted a switch already bought one and you know the sales are going to start slowing down and nintendo's going to be running out of games for this console too so you know might as well might as well hop on the train a little earlier than usual and talk about this and seven years is about how long the modern console will survive until it gets replaced so we're just coming up to that um, and we have made a list of features different things we want in the next console um, nathan you can go first with the first one okay first and foremost probably the most obvious one that everyone's been asking for backwards compatibility please but it's not even just the, for the games, but also the controllers themselves. Um, I know when I bought a Wii U, I was actually pretty happy that I was able to use all my Wii remotes and all these accessories. And I hope that Nintendo would do something similar in the case of the Switch, where you can just reuse your Switch controllers because, you know, they're all Bluetooth. So it shouldn't be that difficult. Yeah, and the fact that Nintendo Switch has such a massive library of games now, um, I don't think it's a good idea to even just throw that away for the next mm-hmm. console. Even with Tears of the Kingdom around the corner, if we get a ne- if we get another console within a year and it's not backwards compatible, you just killed the sales of any future games. Yeah, and that generation is gonna die. The the controllers is an interesting thing because. Yeah, you made the point where you can use the Wii controllers on the Wii U, but that was almost a detriment to the Wii U, kinda. Where people didn't know if the gamepad was a new thing or just an attachment. That is very true. Um, it did kind of hurt the Wii U's marketing. And I guess if you were to look at the Switch, people would be like, well, the Switch, in the, if, if this was the case for Nintendo's next console, the Joy-Cons are... They actually just look like a controller at this point. They don't look like something that's a peripheral or how do how do I describe it? Um, I think people would like see this as an actual new console because it's they're not Nintendo's not going to pull off this whole Wii U thing and primarily market the old controllers. Um, like just look at what Sony did with the PS5. Uh, I don't believe there was any kind of there was any kind of DualShock 4 shown in any of the marketing there. They just kind of said it works, but they didn't really push the whole controller thing. Mm, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, if Nintendo really marks themselves correctly, either they can name this next console, they probably won't name it the new N- Nintendo Switch. That seems like a nightmare. 
Yeah, that one. But <laughs> uh, the Nintendo sales. Switch 2 doesn't sound right either. Super Nintendo Switch. I That's probably the best name, honestly. <laughs> That'd be like the best homage to, you know, obviously the SNES. It's also just uh, good marketing. Yeah. The Super Switch. Like you see like there's something actually like something that's actually better than the Switch. People would actually be inclined to buy this thing because they know there's things on there that they can't get on the regular Switch. Yeah, and if it's a significant jump in hardware, then yeah, it will be much worth, more worth obvious. Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot one for, one other reason why they should keep backwards compatible controllers. It's because some Switch games need Joy-Cons. That is true. Like one two switch, mm-hmm. um, Super I guess. Oh well, yeah, Super Mario Party, and then you got Nintendo Switch Sports. Which, yep. if you play Nintendo Switch Sports on a console that isn't a Nintendo Switch, it's very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna like it. Uh, and I guess you know, there's also there's there's also that wide selection of games where even the optional motion controls are nice to have as an option. You know, throwing them out yeah. completely, it kind of flips the game upside down. Like if you look at Captain Toad, Super Mario Galaxy, um, Skyward Sword, all of those kind of work better with their motion control counterparts. Um, even though, you know, the regular controller option still still like appears. Yeah, I can't see Nintendo throwing away motion controls after all these years. They've refined them yeah. so much from the Wii U era or the Wii era. The only thing they need is an higher sensor for that to make it uh less scary. Um the next thing we have is to keep the physical option. To keep the option <laughs> for physical games. Dakota, um, that's your favorite. That's also my favorite. Yeah, I can't see Nintendo ever offering a digital-only console. Um, yeah. I also don't think the digital-only Xbox or the digital-only PS5 sold any better than the regular version. Yes, the companies are trying to push us towards that so they can have more more of a profit and more of the cut, but I just don't see it happening, honestly. At the same time, I think it's kind of like they're... It's it's kind of like a double-edged sword for for the game publishers too. It's like they they have to pay so much money for manufacturing this, but at the same time, those manufacturing costs are the reason why the games are so freaking expensive. The only thing and, I can see is they maybe make the Nintendo Switch Lite digital only. That's the only thing yeah. I can see. Yeah, I'd imagine like an even like an even cheaper model of like the Switch Lite or something in that case, and then just go full digital. Like, I know Sony did that with their PSP at least once. Oh, and I guess with the physical parts, um, backwards compatibility would be nice, too. I don't think it's us. I don't think having, like, digital-only backwards compatibility is necessarily a good idea. Um, and I historically, Nintendo has has been able to do that with both the 3DS and Wii U. Um but they just kind of threw out that kind of they just kind of threw out the opportunity because it was either too expensive or apparently it was it didn't meet their standards or something. Um, like the Game Boy Advance, for example, it could like the 3DS could actually run Game Boy Advance games. It just didn't have the slot, so they had to go digital. For some reason, they decided not to do that, which I don't know why. And uh, you could say the same thing about GameCube games on the Wii U. They could have done that so easily, but. I don't know. It's um, it'd be nice if they had the physical option available, so that Nintendo would kind of be a little more obligated to do it in that sense. I guess speaking of obligation, technically, 
<laughs> is uh, the next thing on our wish list is continued legacy content support, uh, which yes. basically means all of the Nintendo Switch Online games that they've built up, that entire library of... Uh, uh, why did I just blank on the names of the consoles? NES, uh, NES, NES, SNES, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Sega Genesis, and N64. And yes. later, any future consoles that come by. Yeah, which I doubt they're going to go past that, honestly. I don't see GameCube coming around anytime soon. Yes. But keeping all that content and moving it to the next, and yeah. probably just keeping the Nintendo Switch Online um, branding alive mm -hmm. and that entire system, um, I don't see them throwing that away either. Because people got be... pretty mad when they were confused on whether uh, the virtual console was coming back or not. It's scary, like, you know, and the whole thing about subscription services ending scares a lot of people, too, especially since we've actually witnessed that happen very recently. Um, thankfully, you know, when that in that case, everyone got refunded. But um, the whole idea that if Nintendo shuts this down, there's going to be a lot of backlash from that. And, you know, you're obviously going to lose all your save data unless Nintendo gives an option to move that over. Um, so I'm hoping that whatever they built up now, it's definitely going to go past the Switch and into this next console. Yeah, it's kind of similar to what uh, PlayStation did or Sony did with the PlayStation Plus subscription. I think mm -hmm. recently they're removing their premium collection or whatever you call it. Yeah, for me, it wasn't horrible because I did I did add most of those to my library before it did shut yeah. down. But mm -hmm. um. It was mainly for because it was a new console and it didn't have much to use. They just gave those games away so you can play it on your new console, which works. Um, the next few here are all hardware related because that's exactly. the thing that people get excited about. I think this was the biggest disappointment from the Switch that a lot of people had, uh, especially when people were comparing it to a certain handheld console from the previous generation. It's uh, mobile data support or 5G support. It's not uncommon for like handheld consoles to just get completely ignore like data usage because one, you could just hotspot to your phone and whatnot, but you know, as we know already, that's a terrible idea, no matter how hard you try. But the thing is, the PS Vita uh, supported mobile data, which was you know, which was one of the things that uh, Sony actually did so much better than Nintendo because. None of Nintendo's consoles actually had that option. And the difference between hots, like tethering your hotspot and actually having that hotspot there is, is night and day. I don't really know how it worked with the PS Vita, um, but I would have th thought that this is pretty hard to do unless it would be eSIM only, right? See, There's a whole <laughs> ecosystem you have to build for a new Switch. And in Canada here... We basically oh only have gosh. two or three options. So you'd have oh. to get Rogers and Bell and I don't know what the other one is. Telus, I think. No, I, I don't know. I'm not even um, going to bother for that. Yeah. You'd have to get those guys on board to offer a new plan or something. That is it's very, very odd. So there's a lot of yeah. complications, I think. It's, it's a nice thing to have, but I mean, I suppose that's the whole point about having phones and mobile hotspots. Yeah, um, I think Nintendo probably thought that through, and they're like, wait, everybody holds a phone, they probably already have data on their phone, therefore they have a mobile hotspot. But not everybody has the the amount fun. of gigs that you need. <laughs> exactly. That's 
<laughs> it it sets enough to hold them by, but you know, there there does come a bit of a how do I how do I say this a sacrifice when they choose if they choose to like not implement any mobile data on this next console. But at the same time, like you said, some countries have terrible mobile data environments where some plans are overly expensive. Um, and also at the same time, you know, not everyone actually has the money to spend for that expensive um, of an internet plan. Um, yeah, it can really go any way with this. Um, it's not really a necessity now that I think about it. Yeah, actually. Like, what, I've never needed internet on a road trip. Yeah. If I knew I was going on a road trip, I would update my games before I go. And if I didn't update my games before I go, I didn't matter because it was probably a single-player game because I knew I didn't have any internet. Exactly. I'm not playing Splatoon on a road trip. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're never going to be playing an online game 24-7. Unless, unless for some reason you had an obligation to. But, yeah. like, why would you ever want to try to do that? Um, I think the next thing is probably the biggest thing. Um, just generally stronger hardware. Yeah. Um, I believe at the release of the Nintendo Switch, the hardware was, I think, two or three years old, if I can remember yes. correctly. Yes. Uh, the, the chip that they used came from 2015. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, so they were using, you know, they were obviously gambling with the technology at the time. They didn't want to go off with the phone technology, like, you know, the complete mobile technology. Uh, they wanted to go, like, the high-end route. But then they used, they ended up using something that was a little little on the older side. And looking back at it now, um, that has definitely, definitely aged a lot. Yeah. I mean, at the time, it probably saved them a lot of money in production costs. Yeah. Um, probably... I would have to spend hundreds of dollars in production costs per console, honestly. Yeah. Um, but now, recently, there's been rumors that the that NVIDIA is working with Nintendo again on a new custom chip, I think, uh, called the NVIDIA Tegra 239. Um, yeah. Not that I know what that means, but <laughs> it's it's a new chip, which means probably a better chip. <laughs> um. Yeah. Better chip. I'm not sure what else you can like. What else you can say about this one? It's just a better chipset. <laughs> um, I do know people were saying like the Nvidia, like be, working with Nvidia means that they should be able to eventually get like DLSS, you know, a DLSS upscaling and whatnot. I don't know the technology behind it. But yeah. I will have to say that, regardless of, like, depending on what we see from NVIDIA, this would be, this would still be considered a modern, like, current day standard, because this thing hasn't released yet. For, aside from that, what we're, what we're really grasping at is straws here. Um, <laughs> better hardware is a given. Just how far they'll go is a really big question. And I hope it's... I hope it's good enough that it'd be ahead of mobile devices because um, it kind of scares me how some people are still choosing mobile devices for gaming over the Switch, even though the Switch has much better like controls, you know, with the actual physical controller. Yeah. Um, so if Nintendo were to 
go for better hardware, they better they better consider keeping up with the competition because as much as they hate to admit it, um, mobile companies are actually becoming real companies. Yeah, and there's always money in that because of the convenience of a phone. So Exactly. It's like, how do you convince um, people to go buy something that's almost the same as a phone, but only for gaming? Yeah. And I wonder, I kind of already have my opinion, but I'm kind of wondering what your opinion is. Would you rather um, them focus on, like, uh, frames to get up to a consistent 60 or potentially 120, or would you want them just to be consistent, maybe 1080 or 4K? Which one would you prefer? Um, see, that's a that's a little tough there. Um, I think the graphics, um, all the graphics would stay the same, or not yeah. to stay the same. They would be generally upgraded. You can see farther in Pokemon. You can yeah. Uh, you don't have to render 2D images in Breath of the Wild, stuff like that. <laughs> I think, yeah, as a personal stance, I would definitely prefer them to improve frame rates or at least the refresh rate on the screen so that, you know, it gives developers a little more freedom. Um, but the problem with that is, at least in my personal experience, trying to increase the frame rate is so much more difficult than simply increasing the resolution. Um, yeah, that is like true. You can, have a, you can have a 4K 30 game Easy, easy peasy. But you can't have like a 60, 1080 game like that and not expect your phone to stay cool the entire time. Yeah, I mean, I play Splatoon 3, that's 1080p, 60 frames, and that is frying my Switch, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Genshin Impact on my phone, I have an S10, a Galaxy S10 for, for reference. Oh, yeah. As far as <laughs> I tried lowering the settings down to minimum. And even changing it from 30 to 60 still causes it to heat up a bit. Yeah, which, that's yeah, what's brutal. So, like, trying to, I guess, performance is really a t like, really tough thing to do. Unless so they somehow invent some new type of cooling that actually helps it. But like water cooling. Water <laughs> Replace cool the water in your Switch every two months. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They need to they they need to like heavily invest in cooling technology if they wanted to do that. Otherwise, it's honestly really hard to get frame rates. I'm fine with hitting 30. Just keep, please make it a stable 30. I think I actually prefer having a 1080p uh 60 frames. If you can get instantly consistent that that frame rate and no matter what is on screen, if they're if I'm playing Splatoon three on uh, uh, Tricolor and there are I'm in the middle of the battle, I should not be lowering frames. I think the next one here on our list here is uh, going a bit back on controllers. Here, can we get better joysticks and maybe bring back the analog triggers? Yeah, I think uh, recently. There's a supplier that is like remaking joysticks, and you can buy them and you can install them into your Joy Cons. And they're just, I don't know what they did differently, but they just last longer. It could just be the internal design and how it probably gives like the contacts more space, something yeah. that doesn't damage them. Of course, we just want to avoid Joy Con drift. That is mainly yep. the problem. And I'm curious, yep. how many pairs of Joy-Cons do you own, and how many of them do you know that has Joy-Con drift? Yeah, so this would be a good question for all of you. Um, as for myself, I only have two pairs. Um, only one of them has drifted so far. One, one pair has drifted so far, and that one was a 2018-2017 model. 
I hmm. gave it into Nintendo for free, got a replacement, and ever since then, neither of my Joy-Con pairs have drifted. Yeah, I have not sent in any of my Joy-Cons. I have sent in my Pro Controller twice. Not for <laughs> uh, not for Joy-Con drift. I think it was for something else. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was yeah. um, my right trigger was acting up twice. Um, but as for my Joy-Cons, I have three pairs. I have the yeah. the gray pair, the red and blue pair, and the best pair ever, the purple and orange ones. Uh, my purple <laughs> and orange ones are my main ones that I use nowadays. Um, okay. And those have not acted up at all yet, which is really nice. But that is nice. Um, I think I bought those just when they released, which was, I think, close to the beginning of the pandemic. So realistically, my Switch really hasn't moved since then <laughs> um as for the other two my great joy cons are pretty much busted i can still use them when people come over but i lost the like rubber part of the right gray joy con so it's just like a piece uh, of plastic uh, uh, um and right. my left joy con of the blue and red um pair uh is having that has a lot of problems like when I'm playing Mario Kart, we're like, who's messing with the menus? And nobody is. <laughs> but it's always the blue Joy-Con that's having the problem. So I guess for for thought, better better materials used to make it more durable. Yeah. I guess a fifty percent isn't horrible, but also fifty percent is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Half and half. That's still a little dangerous there. Yeah. Um Yeah, I just hope it's a little more consistent, less uh fragile yeah and the analog triggers that was a big complaint when um the console initially came out i haven't seen many complaints nowadays but i also <sighs> don't think nintendo really needs to worry about that since there's a lot of uh third party options nowadays even if a game has yeah. it coded in i mean yeah and plus they're kind of really isn't much else that nintendo could experiment with analog triggers like i know earlier GameCube games used them, but that later Nintendo decided just to screw off with that and never use them again. Um, so it just kind of goes to show what kind of uh, games Nintendo is interested in making. And yeah. They don't really need it. Um, the last thing in our hardware is something that I kind of want is a bezel-less screen design. Um, kind of akin to what um, I think Samsung does with their phones, where there's barely any bezel maybe like every, a millimeter yeah every mobile manufacturer they're trying to get like at least the high-end ones they're trying to minimize that size as much as possible and kind of make it look like it's just a single screen um samsung's done it the best so far i think um with like the really 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 unnoticeable tiny bezel around their camera but everywhere else is just plain screen. Um, I'm hoping Nintendo kind of looks after that sort of uh, intro, le like level of interest and hopefully gives us something a little better than the OLEDs, the Switch OLED. Yeah, and some people might be asking, well, they did that with the Switch OLED. No, they did not. <laughs> yes, they made the screen bigger. Yes, it looks better. Uh, but there's still a solid amount of uh, black space between the screen and the black um, kind of plastic of the of the chassis. Yeah, so yeah, they're not quite there yet. They're almost there, but we still got some space left. Yeah, and maybe speaking of the chassis, I would kind of like 
uh, a little bit more premium looking chassis, less of the yep. plastic toy like toy like. It's still a little bit premium, but I kind of like the look of like not shiny like a Samsung phone. Maybe glass on the back would be pretty cool, like Apple. Glass <laughs> or ceramic. Yeah, just a just a more premium looking one. Yeah, that would be very, very nice to have. I mean, I guess plastic slash metallic was okay. Um, but yeah, it's it depends. Yeah. Um, these next three are all to do with uh software. Um, the last one being kind of a fan favorite. First one is more customization. Of course, now everybody should know I love customization. I get the on the current switch, I get the choice between white and black, and that is not great. <laughs> um and it's weird that Nintendo decided, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make some profile pictures for Nintendo Switch online and not themes. <laughs> um I'm concerned I, about that one. Yeah. I believe there was a leak somewhere that they they originally were working on a bunch of them and then they scrapped all the colors. What? Which, which was weird. Um, you might be able to look it up. Um, I think there was either red, blue, and a different type of white, but that's all I could. That's all I can remember. But of course, maybe we want that. Maybe they're having UI issues. I don't see why they would have UI issues. Honestly, it's one color. I can do it in Photoshop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, the other thing people want is like music for the store. I'm indifferent to that. I don't usually have my headphones in while I'm browsing the eShop. Not that I browse the eShop too much. <laughs> I'd rather they just improve the eShop in general. They're probably... Well, they did some decent upgrades with the filtering system. Um, yeah, but they still have the problem... Searches. Yeah, they still have the problem of this is the new games tab and whatever's at the bottom or whatever is released after two days you're never going to look at again it's also so, very slow yeah you have to externally find games instead of inside the eShop. uh next one is removing friend codes um i think Please. we can all agree that friend friend codes is an old system and they should just remove it they should just go the discord route it's even more ironic because they already removed the friend code thing on the Wii U and the 3DS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this and, already uh, knows. Yeah, and Splatoon already has kind of that system with the usernames and the different number codes. Not that they're using it for anything other than, I assume, reporting and banning. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, custom, custom usernames without having to change it globally. Um, and the last thing I have here is st the return of StreetPass. Uh, because that, that was awesome. Um, yeah. I think I remember I went to New York for like a week um, one time, and this was before the Switch, and I decided, I, I knew that you could get a lot of Street Pass people at the time. So while I was walking around New York, I kept my 3DS on the entire day, and I probably got hundreds and hundreds of people on my Street Pass, including... I don't remember which me you get for visiting the Nintendo store. It's either Reggie or Miyamoto. Oh. Which something is pretty just cool. To, yeah. Something that incentivize people to go around with the console. Yeah. 
just a more community based. I think it might be a little bit harder considering like the 3DS had the the clamshell design so you could turn off the screens and keep the screen safe while it is um, off or in sleep mode, but the Switch doesn't have that capability. So if anything, you would have to activate Street Pass mode, I would assume by the main menu or maybe the Nintendo Switch Online menu, uh, and then it would be on Street Pass mode. Maybe you, I don't know what, there's no like indicator on the console like what do you mean like what kind of indicator like um there was a little uh, on the 3ds there was a little light on the top left or right of the console and when you got a street pass it would turn green instead of the regular i think blue the switch technically has it but they didn't really work too much on it it was that blue notification light on the home button oh yeah the home button glows i completely forgot about that <laughs> They never used it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, there you go. I guess we can they use used that. They for then. like fitness boxing or ring fit adventure or something, and they stopped using it. Honestly, I might do a video on Street Pass because it was such a cool concept. Um, That's a really good idea. Thank you for joining us and discussing the next Nintendo console. We'd love it if you could follow us on Twitter and listen to future episodes on Spotify and iTunes. Join our community Discord server to continue today's discussion. And we'll see you next time on the Switch Clicks podcast.